Now, Vundo, let me start with this tweet here from one of our listeners, Nkosingphile, um, who says, this violent behavior when we feel aggrieved is worrying to our society and we need to deal with it before it destroys our country. So there, yeah. there seems to be that sense that many South Africans have, but clearly also speaks to people who don't know what to do when they become frustrated. Yeah. No, definitely. I think the, the events of the past few days, especially what happened during Sona, for us has continued the concern that we've, we've had around um, us being caught in the cycles of violence. And there's, there's three things, Shakina, for us as an organization that are concerning us. The first one, of course, is us being caught in, in almost reaching a deadlock around the circles of violence, and I'll talk about that briefly. The second one is that when this violence begins to enter the political arena, especially political parties because they are organized in nature, then the frustration begins to take and organize collective violence, and it becomes a real threat to our peace and democracy. And I think the third one is then the erosion of the institutions that are expected to strengthen our peace and uphold our democracy, such as parliament. So with the first one, Shakina, what we are seeing increasingly, we have respect and understand that state has um, the role of creating order um, in, our, in, in our country and trying to ensure that the way they are being, they are being in control. So they do have um, a need to use authority, to use force. But our concern is almost as if even the state is getting desperate, that they are increasing, we're seeing an increase, increasing levels of sectoralization and the militarization of those sectors of states that are supposed to bring order as if the state is unable to deal with the frustration of the constituencies without seeing violence. And when people describe the scenes in Parliament, and some of the dis- discussions we've had around Fismat Fall, this concept of sexualization and the militarization of the state machinery is a huge concern for us and a real threat to our democracy and peace. But what's also happening is that on the other side, the constituencies, whether it's students or communities uh, fighting for whatever they want, or even the other opposition party. It seems as if they are also feeling that the spaces for them to be able to engage and voice their concerns are shrinking. And we are hearing increasing, seeing increasing levels of violence, but also hearing increasing levels of rhetoric around militarization and using violence. So it's almost as if we really... Uh, have this deadlock of cycles of violence and engagement with each other, and we are unable to get out of it. Um, I think the third one for us, which is of concern, is that when this spills over to the way in which political parties, whether it's intra-political parties like we saw in Swami, or inter-political parties like we've seen in the, within the sauna, when this begins to happen at a political level with political parties, it becomes a real threat. Because as I said, that it becomes much more organized, it's much more easy to um, to militarize people and to galvanize people. And that's how, from the work that Cossess Real also does a lot of work in the rest of Africa. And in most countries, this is how they ended up with full-blown conflict, because political parties started the way that they are starting now in South Africa. And I think finally then for us is that the, the, the machinery such as parliament is the highest level uh, body in our democracy that is supposed to uphold law, democracy. So if this can happen within the leaders that were elected from people, 
and what implication does it have for our society? So we are very, very concerned about where our country is going because if we don't intervene, then unfortunately we are going to go back and all the gains of democracy are going to be lost. So what is the recourse for an ordinary South African who just seems to find themselves totally surrounded by violence, no matter where you turn, whether you're going to school, whether you're going out into a mall and there's a heist going on, or just wherever you look, there seems to be violence playing out? You know, the power of violence, I think, Shakina, comes in when even us, it's just ordinary South Africans, get used to it. Uh, when we become numb and it just becomes normalized. And there was quite a few people who had said, you know, we expected this. We are no longer shocked after the sauna. So I think the first thing is to really break the normalization of the violence and say this is not acceptable. This is not how we should engage. This cannot be a normal way for us to begin to engage. And to begin to find different ways of engagement, such as learning to have difficult conversations with each other, have the ability to get into another person's shoe and really understand where they come from. You may not always agree with them, but at the end of the day, we all have the same goal to build a South Africa that we like, and it is in our hands to be able to do that. And the other one is that one of the things that we've seen for violence is when what we call the bystanders also sit by and do nothing. So it's also about us beginning to find ways of how we can intervene when we are seeing a violence uh, um, engagement uh, happen. Mm. Here's another tweet, interesting one, from at Spruce Essay, who says, Sakina, we are exercising our democratic rights. It is a form of expression, so please don't limit it. Sakina, we really understand and appreciate that people need to stand up for what they actually want. But... From the work that we've done, as I said, that we've worked in other countries that have had conflict in our continent, one thing that we've learned is that it can take few months or even few weeks for millions of people to be killed. But to rebuild a society after conflict, it takes centuries and decades. So, of course, yes, violence at times does work because people get hurt, but at the expense of eroding our social fabric, eroding our democracy, and, 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 and finding ourselves in a state where we have to rebuild a, a society um, at a high cost and it actually takes longer. So we have to also ask ourselves that, yes, we are fighting a war, but how are we fighting the war? What are the consequences of the war? And what does that mean for the future? Those are very important things to consider.